socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Well, I can't hear myself. You can't hear yourself? Oh, I guess, because, yeah. Can you hear yourself? Yeah, I can hear I'm myself talking. through the bones in my in my cheeks. <laughs> yeah. Or your ears, too, probably. I hear myself in my head. What is that? What do you want me to do instead? You want me to kill Scott and Kelly? Hey. I just found out recently <laughs> that, like, uh, like, religions... I guess I'm not surprised by this, but religious, like evangelists and whatever they bring up the fact that like when you're hearing your inner thoughts that's god talking to you but the oh my bad god ones what are the, the devil talking to you and i didn't know that was oh. a thing and it's pretty messed up that that's a thing and that's why people think like the devil's talking to them when you mm-hmm. have fucked up thoughts when they're just intrusive and it's crazy to me and that's really messed up all, and schizophren- I- all schizophrenics talk to the devil didn't you know that that's fucked up. That's actually scary. <laughs> Why are you even putting that in quotations, Kelly? <laughs> the devil. What? Is, who, which one is it when my brain is going like, Toluca Lake, Toluca Lake, Toluca Lake, <laughs> pee-pee, poo-poo, orange slices, orange That's slices, your orange brain, slices. Your brain's just doing a quick mic check. They're just checking out the audio. <laughs> check one, two. Check one, two. Or nine inch think, nails. I do, I do legitimately just get like innocuous, but like random stuff fucking stuck in my brain so that doesn't or maybe that's like a third god like ooh, i'm this the goofy god (laughs) and i'm making you think about tacos (laughs) (laughs) yeah that usually happens to me like once a day usually around nighttime um usually when i'm alone uh usually when i'm like trying to concentrate really hard uh, usually I get some intrusive thoughts that gets hard to get rid of those thoughts. Um, I don't know. You're saying this like this is like we're supposed to be picking up on something. Yeah, you're, you're have to just come I'm out and say also what like the subtext is here. I'm fully I'm, dressed. I'm this is uh, you're just I'm adding got, to it. I don't understand <laughs> this at all. I'm in my it's shower. More confusing. You're fully dressed in your shower. <laughs> it's private. I've got a magazine in there with me. So it's a masturbation thing. I'm picking up on that, but specifically, what's the joke? Um, uh, <laughs> um, no joke. <laughs> That's the joke. That's no joke. I really like the idea. Oh no, I can't. I straight up can't hear. What the hell? You can't hear me. I love the idea of Scott's brain doing. Oh a mic my check. shit's unplugged. God damn it, Scott! Stop talking so I can talk about you doing a mic check in your brain, and then the other side of you. <laughs> No, Marty's gonna have one too. DJ Scott, my headphones came unplugged. We right know. As I, I asked, I asked, uh, what's the joke? And then my headphones came unplugged right after that. Oh. So I was just well, like, I told, worked. Dead I told Kelly, I told Kelly what the joke was, but you don't get. To I'll find never out. know. <laughs> You'll never know. I, told I can't Kelly. live with this ambiguity. What the hell? <laughs> I told Kelly. Kelly gets to no. know, and you don't. I'm gonna cut it out. I'm gonna go I'm gonna insane. Cut it out of the podcast. I'm gonna go. So cr- you're never gonna I'm hear it. the voice of the devil in my head. I'm nuts. <laughs> And I'm gonna the devil it. in your head's like check one two check one yeah. two check and then the angel <laughs> Toluca in your head's Lake, like Toluca Lake Toluca Lake devil's like can I get a little more bass can I get a little more reverb on this please vinegar 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 welcome to Spoofs Gives and Novelty Songs a podcast that's about smart shit whoa oh we didn't do the tagline last hold week hold on yeah we did let me check my notes oh we always do 
Yeah, it says smart shit this week. Wait That's a minute. Weird. Hold on. I'm just remembering everything we just said, and that can't be right. <laughs> and I'm Marty. And I'm Kelly. And I'm Scotty. This week we're reviewing Gentle and Soft, the story of the Blue Jean Committee, a 2015 rock and roll mockumentary specifically parodying the multi-part documentary History of the Eagles. The story of the Blue Jean Committee was originally aired in two parts as part of the television program Documentary Now, a show created by Fred Armisen, Bill Hader, Seth Meyers, and Reese Thomas, in which every episode is a specific parody of a famous documentary. We've teased that we'd cover one of these in the episodes before, and by gosh, we are doing it now. Now, normally I give a little dissertation about the spoof movie we were talking about, but the parody here is so specific, I thought we'd talk a little bit about the history of the Eagles. This movie premiered in 2013 at the Sundance Film Festival, eventually released on Showtime in February of that year. The movie's release was paired with a History of the Eagles live concert tour, which would end up being the last tour the band would do with original member Glenn Frey. The documentary was envisioned by Eagles manager Irving Azoff, who wanted to put together this to celebrate the Eagles' 40th anniversary. They brought in documentary vet Alex Gibney to shepherd the project, who in turn hired director Allison Elwood. The two-part documentary, The History of the Eagles, is laid out as early period to breakup and subsequent periods of the band as the two parts. The documentary is well-regarded, though members of the Eagles thought it glorified Don Henley and Glenn Frey's work too much and ignored the work of everyone else, which is also a theme in the documentary now parody. Gentle and Soft takes aim at this famed documentary, and I thought... Before I ask you both what your thoughts are on this movie, what are some documentaries you look forward to seeing spoofed by the Documentary Now crew? Wait, like they're going to do? Hold on. Well, they have they've got a fourth season. They're going to do. What do you guys? What do you guys? So you're asking us of the remaining documentaries in the world? I didn't realize I Marty. Geez, I don't have a number two pencil for this one. I'll give you. I'll give you mine. I'll give you mine. I thought the Last Dance. That's an easy one. They've always looked for sports documentaries, never landed on one. That'd be a funny one to make fun of. You make fun of Michael Jordan, that'd be great. So we're supposed to think of documentaries that they haven't done and pick one of those. That's so hard. Yeah, that's the other thing is like when I watch documentary now, I'm like, this is funny. And I don't know the source material that it's making fun of. Yeah, I, I know like of the like, I don't know what, like maybe like 16 episodes they've done. I know like maybe four or five of the documentaries. You guys have never seen Nanook of the North? This is a podcast. It'd be Shut fun oh my God. for them to do... Uh, <laughs> What's it called? Black. Oh, I think you know what I think they Swan. should do. <laughs> that famous documentary, Black no, Swan. No, what's the orca? What's the orca movie? I knew called? this was Blackfish. Blackfish. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I knew this was a risky question, but Blackfish would be good. Yeah, yeah you're you know what I think is my favorite documentary, which is of course the Tiger King. There you go. That's they the best like... documentary I've ever seen. Is that actually how you feel? No, I'm joking because it's like just the most recent, most popular one. You know, on. I read an article about people that watch that type of stuff and they're like watching it ironically. And <laughs> wow. You know, that's the majority of the audience is watching those yeah. kind of shows ironically. Nice like, callback to not... last episode. <laughs> nice callback to, I think, between episodes. Have they done a, have they done a, a Werner Herzog doc? Have they done a... a... A grizzly man. So they could a, do a grizzly man one. Would be really great. I don't think they've done no nothing specifically Herzog related because they've done like naturey. No, actually, I think that is one of the things they haven't done because they could easily do a Herzog one. Have one of them in front of the camera and like make fun of how Herzog like makes shit up in his documentaries and like is yeah. in all of them or and, just his yeah. uh, crazy voice. They could do a yeah, naked yeah. and afraid spoof 
Probably won't because those aren't documentaries, but you could do that. And then my idea was always to have one person just struggle really badly because on that show, I swear to God, it's always one person who thinks they're going to do great does awful. And then the person who's kind of just humble about it does really well. But I always wanted there to be a 21 day period because I think it's usually 21 or 28 days that they have to stay there. And the person that's doing really good is like entering the Bronze Age by the time they're getting extracted out. Like they have a <laughs> shop and like colonies and stuff. That's my Other idea. people are visiting it. So yeah, that's Fred, yeah. Fred and Bill, if you need me to hash that out for you. <laughs> he advances past our society yeah. into the future. <laughs> right. He has a hard days. My God. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts on Gentle and Soft? The one, story one more the Blue Jean Committee. One more side, one more side story. Uh, regarding the Eagles documentary, it was on one time after a long day of drinking with Noah, who's a close friend of the podcast, Noah's family, and <laughs> also I, close friends of the podcast, his family, his family, also very close friends of the podcast. And I wasn't like that drunk, but I, uh, had enough liquid courage in me to quote the big Lebowski and say, I hate the fucking Eagles, man. And his mom Boy. got real mad at me for saying that. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, because she didn't know for I was swearing like, or because she liked the Eagles. She likes the Eagles. <laughs> oh, well, damn! I would have said it for real. Because here's here's my fucking hot take. I don't like the Eagles, man. <laughs> I uh, have similarly been around Noah's parents while they were had that in the on in the background. The yeah. Eagles documentary. Yeah. You might have yeah. been there, Marty. You might have been there for that one. Uh, my favorite thing Noah's family has had on in the background is probably the menu uh, of a DVD of about Pavarotti, just Pavarotti on extremely DVD, yes. loud uh, that Noah's dad slept to on the Lazy Boy with the lights on. So funny. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to Noah's Family, the podcast about Noah's family. <laughs> or I mean, isn't, that, isn't that just like a dad-like thing to do? That's such a Sleep to a DVD to menu on a oh, recliner with the lights on? Yes. And yeah. it's like Pavarotti. It's like okay. so funny. Last tangent. Last tangent, I swear to God. <laughs> One weekend, I was up at up north with some friends, and our goal was to play. We weren't watching Predator the movie, but we would play it whenever it got to the DVD menu, and we played as much as we could. And one night, my friend fell asleep to the DVD menu of Predator, but then woke up to the movie playing Predator because in the middle of the night. I got up and I went downstairs to use the bathroom and I pressed play again and he was sleeping <laughs> on the couch right next to the TV and he got woken up by some like loud explosions. It's <laughs> a good bit. Yeah, it was very fun. Very fun weekend. Uh, Gentle and soft fine. Uh, Marty, do you have a song? Or Scott, do you have a song? Uh, yeah, no, well, we could talk. Hey, this documentary, it's also making fun of like music documentaries in general. I don't know. I th- ah, that's the, It's making the fun of musicians. Documentary now, the whole thing is like, you know what it is? Documentary now at its best, it's going for nose laughs. I think it's yes, I think it's like short. targeting nose laughs. It's not really trying to be a belly laugh thing like perhaps last week's offering. Uh it's just trying to be like clever or like really really funny. Yeah. So it does fine in that. Like I like um Fred Armisen's the pro- if I had to say like one joke that made me laugh the most, it's when um, it's just when uh, Fred Armisen is like leading the crowd during a concert, and like the chorus of their like soft the namesake of the thing. It's gentle, a gentle and so- yeah, and soft. 
Yeah. And then he's like, okay. And then he's like, <laughs> just, now just the people in the back. And it gets like even quieter. And then when they get through with that round of it, he's like, okay, now everybody just in your head. And then it's like dead silence. <laughs> and then just when he goes, isn't that pretty? <laughs> that was so funny. It was really good. Other than that, it was kind of boring. <laughs> I don't so, know. So uh, I kind of completely agree. I-, I think in general, their music documentary spoofs that they do on documentary now are the weaker ones. Yes. But I still like like this. It's still just such an enjoyable time. And I really like how slavish they are to recreating the thing they're making fun of. Like they do that every episode is like they specifically do the style of the documentary that they are mimicking. And I just like, if you like Hater and Armisen and they're like caricatures where like Armisen plays like a loser and Hater plays like a jerk. Like that's, they, they nail that in this and like all of the episodes they do with the two of them. Like I think, yeah, I think this, this episode in general only really has two like real jokes, which is Bill Hader sings really high, which is really funny to me. It's funny, but they fucking, they nail it. They hit it a little too hard, I think. I I liked it. I liked that it was the climax of episode one, and then it came kept coming up in episode two. Like I thought that was I thought that that structurally just worked really well for it. But yeah, I don't know. So I agree. It's like there's two main jokes, you know, that and the Fred Armisen works in sausage, and like that's the reason they break up is they that they get hoodwinked into together. Yeah, just a couple of boys school. going to yeah, sausage just, school. Or I think another joke that. Uh, is well, quite frankly, pervasive throughout just Chicago being like, everybody's like Chicago. It's just a stereotype of Chicago yes. being a stereotype of California band. Yeah. Like it's like, they're just nailing the shtick of sh- Chicago and then the shtick of like California in the seventies. That sound baby. You can get away. The, my favorite quote was, uh, it's a liberal Chicago is a liberal city. You can get away with saying a lot of stuff, but uh, don't talk smack about our sausages like that. <laughs> and it's just like I feel that I feel that a little bit. And there was those two guys being like, "No, it was over on Holstead." Yeah, no, was it wasn't. Great. It was Cermak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the grocery store. Yeah, they're just doing the fucking De Bears guys, pretty much. Pretty much, but it hits. It hits for me. People from Chicago. Kind of talk funny. They talk funny. They kind of talk funny and they kind of love the bears. Yeah, there's not a ton to say about this. It is like. It's 40 minutes long, so I mean. Yeah, it's really. It's the the shortest thing we've done. No, we didn't fuck up. We should have done um, another uh, YouTube video. Charlie bit my fingers. Oh, I love that one. (laughs) Marty, Marty, in case you were wondering, it's a spoof of someone. Not biting their brother's oh, finger. Yeah. It's a okay, spoof that's cool. Then. Of the royal family. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else is there to say about this movie? The Blue Jean Committee. You got you got the interviews at the beginning with like Chuck Klosterman and Cameron Crowe and uh, Daryl Hall. Like all that stuff's really funny and like it's like good that they actually like put the effort in to get real people who would be interviewed for this type of thing. I thought that was a good bit. Um, Haim. Yeah, Ames in this. Their their bits funny. I feel bad because it's like I just don't have a ton to say. Even though you're gonna be shocked that my review is so glowing, because I, I I just generally thought it was just good the whole time, and I feel like that way about all their episodes. They're all just good. Like, or it's definitely one thing you can't like. I think they're only going for nose laughs with the jokes, but also you, I yeah, you got to give it to them that they always nail the. And I hate to use this word in this way. Well, aesthetic. 
of all these yes. uh, mm-hmm. docs. Yeah. Like they really make it like feel like the source material. You can tell they like are into the source material. So bully to them, I say. Yeah, I I think it's kind of I'm kind of bummed that we're doing this particular bit of uh, documentary now for the podcast because. I don't think it's one of their stronger episodes. What's your favorite episode? Because I think I know mine. It'd have to be between, I think, the Vice one and the Thin Blue Line one. El Chingon? Thin Blue Line one's really good. They're going after El Chingon. I don't know why that got, like, stuck. Speaking of things getting, like, stuck in my head, that was, I kept, my brain kept, the, yeah, so is it God or the devel when my brain just keeps going El Chingon, <laughs> El Chingon, El Chingon? them arguing about it. Uh, that's the devil. Oh, okay. that's the devil. <laughs> All right. Um, my favorite is Juan likes rice and chicken. Yeah, that's the Jiro dreams the, of sushi one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, like yeah. that one too. Yeah, and I that one's even good. Like it's funny, but it's like legitimately like a good. Um, it's like kind of the story is like sort of more fulfilling than um the actual. Document. Oh, because there's like an arc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Jiro yeah. dreams of sushi, like uh, my son doesn't want to do this. Too bad. Yeah. It's like, that's just like the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what my favorite. I'm trying to, I'm looking up the list of all of them right now. Um, I like, I do like the, the two parter they do in the second season. My runner up, my life as an Oscar bridesmaid. That's a really good one. I think, um, <clears throat> I just like all of these pretty much equally searching for Mr. Larson is like the most painful one to sit through. That one's really hard to watch, especially if you're a filmmaker, that one's really hard to watch, I think, but it's really funny too. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're all pretty good. Original yeah. cast album co-op. Who doesn't love that one? That was the the source material of that is so fucking like nobody knows that. Yeah, though. right, right, right. I forget. It's like some obscure or like you know semi-obscure fucking Sondheim. Yeah, it's it's um companies uh the original recording like the documentary about the recording of company. Yeah, I mean most of the documentaries they've done are all like. Big name. I mean, like every single one is like a big name thing. Grey Gardens, Nanook, uh, Thin Blue Line, Grey Gardens, uh, The War Room, Your Dreams of Sushi, Salesman. The Grey Gardens one is really good. That one's pretty funny. He just falls uh, through. Wild Wild Country. Yeah, I think. I don't know. They're all good, but it's also like it's like you could do. We could have done like one episode on like all of these. Yeah, because <laughs> like Dude, there's this really laughs. There's this really fucked up documentary called Man Bites Dog they should do. <laughs> I think in the future we could do like an episode where we do like three or four of them or something. Good luck. This good was a good l- test run. It was a good test good run. Luck. Good luck. Good luck <laughs> what are getting you gonna do? me to agree to that. That's not <laughs> oh my, my God. contract. What are you going to do about it? What I'm are you going to do about it? I'm going to point to the you list of puke? actual spoof movies that we got on oh, our wow. Excel spreadsheet that I'm constantly <gasps> modifying Marty, with not I don't spoof want to do I think those. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think if we can were we gonna do like, really dig in, can we? <laughs> I would not. Do um, no. <laughs> I think if I, oh god, I think if we were gonna really talk about um, documentary now, now documentary now is the time. We kind of already are, right? Like, yeah, Marty, you're missing your opportunity. Do you want me to go well, watch? You guys talk about? Okay, let's go. All right, we're back. They were all great. <laughs> 10 out of 10. What Why are you series? so mad? Why are you no, so mad? I'm pissed. You guys are making me watch more stuff. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Man. This was your idea. This was your idea. 
This was not my idea. We all agreed that this was your idea, Jerry. No. <laughs> hey, can I tell you something? Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to just rate this movie out of 10 in two different ways. Okay. okay. Go ahead. As a movie, well, zero out of 10. It was two episodes of a TV show. And as two episodes of a TV show, six out of 10, enjoyable. Will not rewatch or I have now seen it twice that's uh but yeah it, it's pretty funny and like if you i don't know I, i'm not a i haven't seen the eagles doc but like if i'm a fan of like that era of music so yeah uh as a spoof 8.8 8 out of 10 it's again like i said they nail the aesthetic of the thing they're going after and that's to me when you're spoofing something like kind of just as important as jokes just because you're targeting a thing i also i gotta echo scott's sentiment zero out of ten is a movie it is not a movie folks <laughs> hate to break the news to you but uh this is this is a t borderline tv show uh and as a tv show has two episodes i give it like a 7.6 out of 10 it's enjoyable Throw this on while you're changing your kiddo's diaper or picking up your dog's poop or petting your pet rock, petting your pet rock or vacuuming your floors, except then you got to rewind it because you can't hear it. You got to hear what they're saying so you can do the chortle laugh out of your nose. I give it a nine out of 10 as a spoof, even though I've never seen the Eagles documentary in full, but I probably never will. Don Henley's, uh, uh, Don Henley's one song that's good is the best song that the Eagles have made. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to stick by that, and even though I'm wrong. Okay, Marty, you take it. As a things. TV show episode, 10 out of 10. I love that this kind of show exists and that it's so good. I disagree with my co-host that it's just nose laughs. I did laugh out loud watching this. I think there's a lot of parody TV shows that exist that are all like not that funny. I think this show reaches a height in terms of quality of filmmaking as well as comedy quality that those other shows don't reach. As a spoof, 10 out of 10, I have also never seen the Eagles documentary, but I've seen tons of music documentaries. This hits all the beats of those documentaries. It makes fun of the types of B-roll you see in those documentaries. It makes fun of the archival footage you see. It makes fun of the fucking interviews you see in those kinds of documentaries and the types of characters you see and how they're depicted in those documentaries. Like, I just think it's like solid and sound the entire time how is it not a 10 out of 10 you tell me huh i'm pissed scott <laughs> it, do you have a novelty song i don't have a novelty song what? i have a novelty genre today oh fellas strap God. in because today rock and roll you're close you're half right <laughs> it's a certain kind of rock and roll it's called Yacht Rock, oh. fellas. Oh. Uh, Kelly's favorite. era lasted from about 1975 to about 1984. So Yacht Rock is a broad music style or aesthetic commonly associated with soft rock. One of the most commercially successful genres from the mid-70s to the early 80s, drawing on sources such as smooth soul, smooth jazz, R&B, funk, or even disco. Commonly stylistic traits include high-quality production, clean vocals, and focus on light, catchy melodies. Its name was coined in 2005. 
uh, by the makers of online the online video series called Yacht Rock, uh, derived uh, with the popular Southern derived from its association with the popular Southern California leisure activity of sailing. So 2000, so, so what Yacht Rock was in the seventies and eighties, but it wasn't called Yacht Rock at the time. They called it the West coast sound. Um, and yeah, they, the, this video series coined the term Yacht Rock in 2005. In 2014, all music's Matt Collier identified the key defining rules of the genre as follows. Keep it smooth. Even when it grooves with more emphasis on the melody than the beat, keep the emotions light. Even when the sentiment turns sad, as is so often the case in the world of sensitive yacht rocksmen. He's having a little flourish with his writing there. Uh, always keep it catchy, no matter how modest or deeply buried in the track list the tune happens to be. So the web series co-creator, uh, J.D. Reisner, Steve Huey, Hunter Stare, and David Lyons have attempted to aptly to apply precision to what is defined as Yacht Rock and have been critical of overly expansive definitions of the term. In 2016, they invented the term Not Rock, spelled N-Y-A-C-H-T, Rock, to refer to songs that have sometimes been classified as Yacht Rock. Oh, God, I'm not reading all this. <laughs> so the, just uh, the, the guys who made the web series have uh, their own uh, like factors that they say makes Yacht Rock Yacht Rock, which is high production value, use of elite Los Angeles based studio musicians and producers associated with Yacht Rock. Jazz and R&B influences the use of electric piano, complex and wry lyrics, lyrics about uh, heartbroken and foolish men, and an upbeat rhythm they call the Doobie Bounce. Reisner and co. have argued that many artists sometimes associated with yacht rock, particularly the folk-driven soft rock of Gordon Lightfoot and the Eagles, fall outside of the scope of the mm. originally conceived term. They have also disputed the term as an umbrella for any songs that include uh, nautical references. Jimmy Buffett. The socio-political and economic changes that contributed to the emergence of the genre have been re recently been described by journalist Steve Orlovsky and documentary filmmaker Katie Puckrick. Uh, Orlovsky points out that Yacht Rock was art untouched by the outside world. By contrast to what follows, this was probably the last major era of pop music wholly separated from the politics of its day. Yacht Rock represented an introspective individualism that emerged after the death of the mass movement idealism of the 1960s. Its reassuringly vague escapism was boosted by the rise of FM radio, which brought together two consequences of gender emancipation, women who controlled household spending and men who felt more free to convey their emotions in song. So I guess just the point with that last uh, paragraph is I think this is like very much like a like sort of like late boomer uh, era mm -hmm. of music where like, yeah, it's all just like very like introspective and. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting phenomenon. Kelly, I know you fucking love a lot of this music so i'm interested to have you heard the term yacht rock and what do you think i have in passing and sure if there's something to define it 
go ahead and use it. Who cares? Uh, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's kind of, from what I'm looking at from the artists that are like involved, I don't like a lot of these artists, I think. <laughs> but I like hmm. some of them a lot. Like who, 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 who's your favorite and who's looking the stankiest? Well, the first three, Rupert Holmes, Michael McDonald, and Kenny Loggins. I know like one Kenny Loggins song. Then you got Toto, who only that Toto has like two good songs. Uh jeez, a lot of these just like you get you gotta get to like number twenty in this list, and then you get Fleetwood Mac. The Doobie Brothers are okay. That's one that my dad listened to. Yeah, I like fucking Chicago. What a Fool Believes is a great song. Hollow Notes, obviously. Uh I don't know. Sure. I think we're still suffering from the economic consequences of Yacht Rock. Thank you. That's what I was trying to get one of you to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the socioeconomic consequences of Yacht Rock. We're, the, we're still, we're still, ha we still see waves. You still know? in the wake. <laughs> you see what I did? <laughs> um, do you guys, do you want to play a game? I would love to play a game. Huh? <laughs> let me wait so on, let me song? put my spirals coming out soon this I... game brought to you by spiral a jigsaw movie do i have a song you ask buddy i got a bunch well let's oh i'll tell you i got 11 songs in front of me but not all of them are yacht rock whether or not they're yacht rock is for you to decide oh my god the pressure is on. So I've really? described I'm I've described the the qualities of yacht rock in many ways, and it's it's up to you. To, so so buzz in with your name, and it's a simple question: yes or no? Is this yacht rock? Let's start with number one. Uh, do you, I? It's up to you guys. If if um, saying the name, no, I'm I'm gonna play it, and then I'm gonna say the name. It's not up to you guys. I guess that's pretty loud. Hold on. Okay. Buzz. Buzz. Yeah. What are you playing? Buzz. Yeah. Buzz. Okay, Kelly. That's Yacht Rock, baby. You're 100% right. Sailing. <laughs> he said yeah. sailing. It also, I'm going to say it sounds like Yacht Rock. <laughs> that too i was gonna mention that that was something that i was gonna bring up myself but. so if you're looking for like a sort of the sonic qualities maybe the description if it sounds like that that yeah that's kind of like the number one example people use for yacht rock is uh sailing by christopher cross all right are Clean we guessing while it's playing then we're, we're guessing while it's playing you're buzzing yes yes okay, buzzing i was ready to name. guess the moment yeah. that started. Oh. Yeah, the buzzer beep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buzzing with your name while it's playing. I'm gonna okay. try to okay. adjust the volume. I'm gonna buzz so in with Buzz. Not... For this yeah. quiz, my name is Buzz. Okay. For this quiz, my name is Kelly. It sounds confusing. Good. Is this yacht rock? Marty. Buzz. Yeah. No. You buzzed in as Marty. You said you buzzed in as Kelly. I aren't I a tricky little bitch? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, Kelly, I see what you're trying to do, and we're not falling for it. Okay, <laughs> fall for what? Following yeah, the this rules? Is, this isn't yacht rock. This is uh, Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't know how to uh, turn it up. like stop the clips. They just are gonna play I'll, for the length that they are. I can just like fade them in and out. You 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 definitely can. But for yeah. our purposes right now, we're listening to it all. 
<laughs> is this Yacht Rock? Buzz, yes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Trigger finger Kelly. Line. <laughs> yeah. This is Here's a little Scotty's tip. favorite Yacht Rock song. I fucking love this. I heard this song. This is uh, Stephen Bishop with uh, On and On. And I heard this song in the um, soundtrack of that Harmony Corinne movie, The Beach Bum. And it got mm. so stuck in my head that it drove me a little crazy for one week. It's a good song. The Devil. The devil. <laughs> he was playing this yacht rock in my damn head. Whenever you hear yacht rock in your head, that's, that's the devil. The de- to you. That's the devil trying to tell you to do, yeah, ro- to to do the wrong. Hey, is this yacht rock? Marty, no. <laughs> what makes you say that, Marty? Uh, cause, cause it's just, it's not. <laughs> I'm gonna need, uh, from now on, I, I want to hear like a defense precedes. of yours. What? This precedes. Yeah, it's before, it pres- cause it's from the don't 60s. Don't steal my okay, explanation. Hey, yeah. No, that that is a perfectly fine explanation. That's fine. Yeah, but he thanks. stole it yeah. from I me. I came up with that. No, I came up with no. that. No. <laughs> Kelly, when you listen back to this, I'm gonna be the one saying it first. <laughs> no, no, don't edit it that way. Holy shit. Shit. Oh my god, that's twisted. Yeah, no, it's there's beach themes, but uh, there's it's it's not uh, it doesn't have electric piano. <laughs> like yeah, it just doesn't yeah, yeah. sound like yacht rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're tied up. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of sounding like yacht rock, does this sound like yacht rock? <laughs> yes, Plus. Marty. Yes. yes. No. Oh wait. Ooh, this is tricky. This one's hard. I take back my buzz. Well, I'm gonna say no take backs. You, you. That's the thing. I, I and I kind of tricked you by asking, does this sound like yacht rock? Because that might instrumentally, it might. There's definitely electric piano. It's really fucking hi-fi. There's like definitely studio musicians playing. Notice the lack of vocals in the clip, though. Ah, it's an instrumental. That's jazz fusion. That is not. Ah, it's, damn it's it. a, a, clo- a similar genre, but that is not. Yeah, yeah right. we no call points. that submarine rock where I come from. No points. <laughs> Sub rock. Oh, man. Hey, I get quick those question every day for you. Subway. Is this yet rock? Oh, by the way, that was uh, Cassiopeia was the group, which is uh, cool. If you're ever like doing homework or something and just want to get into kind of a flow state, mm, put that shit on. Uh, is this Buzz? No. <laughs> oh my! Very good, Kelly. Yeah, uh, this might have this Hang thing. On. But they're on a boat. That's a type of yacht. <laughs> oh, thank well, God that's they the beat thing. the F word. I know, this is the edited version. Hold Have on. I told this story on the podcast before that uh, at my graduation, some of the guys in my class tried to swap that in for our walking out song for like the White Snake song that we had or whatever. And this caused our principal to sit us all down and say, like, you're not going to have graduation if you guys do this. Like, don't fuck with this. Oh, my God. Like, it was a big deal that the, it's some like of the guys annoying. To like, them. they're both wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, every, I was like, A, why do you got to do this? And B, it's like, you're and making B, too big a deal. why do you got to do this? Like, just yeah. catch them doing it and like, tell them, like, don't fucking do this. You're 18 yeah. now. Get over yourselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. And punishing fucking everybody else. Hey, that reminds me of a question I have for you, which is, is this Yacht Rock? Buzz. Marty, okay. no. Uh, yeah, Kelly, buzz first. I'm saying yes. Do I get a point? Uh, Kelly buzzed first. Kelly, would you like to I answer no. with that buzz? I said no. Oh, you said no. Yeah, I said no. 
Well, then, guess what? No, this is Yacht Rock. It's Michael Jackson, who is, of course, the king of pop. Here's the thing. Is he also the Electric king of Piano, Yacht Rock? Super Hi-Fi. There's uh, um, studio musicians. Um, and he- here's the-, the kicker that puts me over the edge, and here's why Marty gets the point. That was written by uh, one of the Toto guys. Oh. Yep. I straight up have not enjoyed a single one of the Yacht Rock songs so far. Just all of them I don't like. Oh, I'm going to take that personally. Fuck you, You should. Man. You should. How dare you. Hey, maybe you'll like this one. Ooh, Marty. Yeah. No, but yeah. it bops. <laughs> all right. You say bops like every episode. And Kelly, you say slapper every episode. I say slaps and slapper. You say a bunch of shit every episode, too. Yeah, let's I not, say a ton of words. Fingers. Scott, you yeah. say Marty and Kelly every episode. It's true, and <laughs> Marty, you both you say, say Scott Kelly every and episode. Scott every episode. You gotta stop it. It's getting repetitive. Nope, I don't remember either of your names. I just refer to you as Guy. Hey, Guy. <laughs> well, point to you, Marty. That's funk. Chaka Khan. Is this Yacht Rock? Buzz, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. we're tied up. Nice. Yeah, I have not been keeping track at all, so that's good. I think it's four to four. I think it's also that. <laughs> all right. Just as soon as this finishes, I am going to ask you both, is this one Yacht Rock? Buzz, no. Marty, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was more of a whose internet is better, and I think I heard Kelly... Uh, oh my god, I definitely was first, no, son were. of a bitch. Not on my well, Oh, fuck that. Not even close. You know what? I can I can prove this later. I can scientifically oh, prove this later. Oh, will get to hear oh God, the actual clean feed of it. I will you can prove that you're petty because we're still no, talking I'll, about I'll it. I'll align so it. And he's then pulling I'm some trickery. Oh my God! I'm I tell a, you to. Oh, I, t- I always tell you guys, guys like about hardwiring your computers, and you didn't. So that's hey Kelly, I'm, hardwire this. Hey, amp and this. No ports. Before you so, um and for the listener, he held up. <laughs> Uh, a wall jack and a uh, desktop <laughs> computer. So please hardwire those. Um, <laughs> the next one's worth two points. Did I say that? Uh, you did now? No, but oh. now I can well, win. Can I preemptively oh. just oh, say buzz is that yes? How the, is that how the um, math works? If, if if this one's worth two points, you could still win, Marty? I would win. Marty, if, let's yeah, make yeah. this oh, interesting. Oh, wow. Huh. Okay, I'm huh. going to also, I'm going to buzz ahead of time also and say buzz no. I would say buzz Yes. <laughs> No, I'm saying Buzz no. Yeah, so if it's a... The, if it the is, last one's always a joke. Just, okay. It's a joke one. All right, so you're, before it's, I play it, j- uh, Marty's locking in his no and Kelly's locking in his yes. <laughs> so as soon as I play this, if it sounds like Yacht yes. Rock, we're going to know the who wins. Well, here we go. Damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, of course this is Yacht Rock. Ooh. I'm going to edit in like the National Anthem <laughs> <Yeah>. or something. <laughs> like circus music or something. Yeah. You get real liberal with the editing on this episode for some reason. Yeah, for some reason I'm petty yeah. and I want to win this week. <laughs> that was music well, to my ears, literally and figuratively. There you have it. It's like a, 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 post, a post-humus genre. It's one else... Can you think of any other like genre where like they just like fifteen years later were like, hey, actually there was this genre? <laughs> no, I guess not. 
it's it's just because it's like soft rock like just never had like a great like adult contemporary just never had like a great defining thing so like finding a way to define a lot of that music i think was it made sense it makes sense right like it's it'd be impossible i guess like was proto-punk called proto-punk when that was around though right like that's yeah, like, that this is definitely gonna lead to something called punk so we should call it proto-punk yeah <laughs> you know i, I kind of mean that though like you know what i mean like it's like yeah i don't know no no, no that's There's what genres. i'm saying no yeah, i'm okay, saying you're, you're agreeing, i'm you're agreeing with you yeah, yeah, they yeah. definitely iggy and the stooges weren't like we should call this proto-punk so for right, later when right. there's punk i'm pretty sure he was quoted right. as saying that actually so you guys are both wrong <laughs> later on there's going to be something called schnubelblorf so we got to call this pre-schnubelblorf <laughs> marty marty me are you do you have a uh product for us gentlemen i do you know how in this week's feature film that we watched, the the characters were wearing blue jeans, commonly called the Canadian tuxedo? Yeah. You know, you remember this? I remember this. Well, this week's novelty product is... Jeans? The tuxedo t-shirts. Oh. Okay. That a tuxedo the- is an ensemble or outfit <laughs> of clothing, which includes a white dress shirt, a bow tie, dress pants, a tuxedo suit jacket, which they use the definition of the word, the word in the definition of the word. Interesting choice by Wikipedia. Leather dress shoes, a vest, top hat, and gloves. Top this, hat? This t-shirt. I thought that was weird. That is like technically what's in a tuxedo. This t-shirt is a depiction of a few of those items on a cl- as a classic novelty t-shirt. Have either of you ever worn a tuxedo t-shirt before? Um, no, I no. haven't. I can confidently say I have. Yeah, I feel good about the fact that I have not. How about a tuxedo? Uh, at your wedding, was that a tuxedo or a suit? That was a suit. Suit. Oh, then no. Yeah, I haven't worn a tux. I think at prom I did. I don't oh, think I'll ever I guess, wear I don't tux. know what the... I guess at prom... I don't know what counts then as a tuxedo and what counts... When suit. my dog gets married, I'll wear a tux. When's your dog getting married? <laughs> Next week. <laughs> oh, nice. Wow. We'll live stream just, it on our Twitch. Floor, pedal to the metal after being vaxxed, fully vaxxed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get everybody to get, get the, the first thing. Married. I remember how sad you were last July when you had to <laughs> postpone yeah, Otto's your, wedding. Yeah, oh my God. And you were just in tears. You had to return. You lost so much money on the fucking catering, too. I did. I I was a full deposit down on all yeah. those dog treats oh my from uh, Chewy.com. <laughs> Gentlemen, yeah. where's the number one place you would wear a tuxedo? The Oscars, of course. Uh, <laughs> ooh, yeah, the red carpet. That's right, at a wedding. And for this week's novelty <laughs> product segment, we're going to have ourselves a quiz about weddings. It's the Big Bad Wedding Quiz. Now, since one of today's contestants is a married man, we're going to give him a slight handicap and guest and let our non-married co-host answer first. I feel you get, this is patronizing. <laughs> you get three points if you guess outright and get it correctly. Uh, if you're both wrong, I'll give you a multiple choice option. That's worth one point for whoever gets that right. And that that will be a buzz in. So multiple choice will be a buzz in for the three point thing. Scott gets to guess first. Number one, according to Greek culture, what should a bride tuck into their glove in order to sweeten their union? Going to say uh, a f- a fig. Incorrect, Kelly. Uh, to sweeten it, 
a bottle, a glass of wine. That is not correct. Multiple choice options. Semi-sweet chocolate chip, a sugar cube, or a copy of Republic by Play-Doh. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Answer B. Scott gets it right. It is a sugar cube. Scott takes the first one point to Scott. Number two, what was the most expensive wedding ever? Uh, Bill and Melinda. Wait. <laughs> is it me? Am I up? Can I go yeah, first I think now? It's, I think it's just... We can like, we'll, we'll alternate. Kelly goes first. Kelly Bill goes. and Melinda Gates' wedding. Incorrect, Scott. I'm going to say... The royal wedding. Ooh, you have to be more specific than that. Uh, the most recent one. <laughs> <laughs> so suspicious. Multiple choice. Prince William and Kate Middleton. Prince Charles and Diana. Liza Minnelli and David Guest. Or Kermit and Miss Buzz, Piggy. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Prince William and uh, the other one. Thomas Middleditch. Yeah. <laughs> Incorrect. That was second, I believe, if I remember correctly. Holy shit, what? then I'm going to say... The 90s one. Prince Charles and Diana? Yeah. Scott takes a two to nothing lead. Prince Charles and Diana still is the most expensive wedding ever. For a bonus point, how much did that wedding cost? Closest gets it. 100 million. Scott? 100 million and one cent. Wow. Scott gets it. It was 110 million dollars. You piece of shit. (laughs) Three to nothing. (laughs) Kelly, here's the great thing about this quiz. One correct answer and you get it. Scott goes first. So number three, a common appetizer that comes from France featuring raw or whole vegetables with various dipping sauces. What are these appetizers called? Or dares. Scott guesses first. Why? Oh, I'm gonna say he got the last guess first last. Oh, this is stupid. He's in the Harves Dervres. Incorrect, Kelly. Would you like to guess? <laughs> no, I abstain. <laughs> wow. Multiple choice. Multiple choice. You get to go first next. Multiple choice hors d'oeuvres, chimichanga. I just said that hors d'oeuvres was not correct though, but it's in my multiple <laughs> cool. choice options. Oh, okay. Neat. <laughs> Jimmy Changa, vegetables or crudettes? That, crudette. crudette. <laughs> Scott got that one first. I don't want it. I want Kelly to have it so he'll stop fucking griping. No. <laughs> Kelly gets to guess first on this one. It's not every Kelly, I was other. saving you. You were. It wasn't. What? It was a bonus question. It was a bonus question. <laughs> I said hors d'oeuvres first. Bonus, <laughs> and you guessed first on the bonus question. Wait, no. Yeah, you guessed first on the bonus question. How are you getting mad at me about this? I'm mad at Scott for doing one cent above my bonus answer. <laughs> oh and then my I'm God. mad at Scott for having three points and still getting the advantage of guessing first. This is baloney, and oh I will God. take it to the highest court in the land. Oh, my Here, God. You know what? what a little Kelly, give him some of my points, Here, <laughs> Give him some of my points. No, I'm just no points awarded for the crudette one. We're going to say three to nothing. Kelly, question number four. According to the Guinness World Book of Records, the person who has been married the most times is Glenn Wolf, a Baptist minister from Blythe, California, who lived from 1908 to 1997. How many times was this man married? No multiple choice to this one. Closest gets it. The Guinness World of Book Records. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I... I... <laughs> I cause I I put like Guinness World Records book of records book or something. Oh, <laughs> uh, cool! How many Another times numbers is he one. Uh, mm-hmm. 30, 30. 
33,031 cents. I got him this time. <laughs> I got him this time. He's going way too high. <laughs> Kelly, you were so close to your first guess. 31 times this guy was married. 31 times. Yeah, but if I would have guessed 30, then Scott would have guessed 31. So I had uh, wait, 40 so chess. I... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. You went above. You went above. I went way above and beyond. I knew Scott's game. You, you put an extra <laughs> cent on it. <laughs> Uh, many of these were divorces. Uh, shocking amount of these were her deaths <laughs> listed at this man's funeral. He had approximately 40 children. Only one of them came to his funeral. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Not a liked guy. I don't think yeah, I don't number think five. So. Scott gets to guess first. Kelly tied it up there. Three to three. The television character Ross Geller from Friends was married three different times over the course of the show. Who was he married to? Oh, my God. We'll alternate back and forth. Scott, you get to guess the first one, and then Kelly can guess second, and then Scott can guess third. Uh, we're going to go into Ross. <laughs> Ross? Yes, Ross was married three yeah, times. I've, first so, I've never seen Friends. I've never seen Friends. So this, I've, never se- I've barely seen an episode of Friends, so this is going to be... I'm going to say Rachel, right? She's one of the Friends. Scott gets the first one. Rachel was one of the people. Kelly? Cool, cool. Um, Paul Rudd was on towards the end, so I think Paul Rudd. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he did not marry Paul Rudd. Now it's just a matter of guessing names, girls' names, guys. That we so it's hint. not. So we know it's not any. It's not Phoebe, and it's not other. It's none one. of the other two. No, he did All not right. marry his sister. Then I'm the gonna show. name uh, Sarah. Incorrect, Kelly. Let's say that this is the last guess. You get one shot here. Okay, Joey. <laughs> the other two were Carol, of course, who was his wife, ex-wife at the beginning of the show, and then Emily, the English lady. Uh, oh, I wrote I was even going to accept the main characteristic, but Kelly decided to be a little shithead and <laughs> guess incorrect answers. So Scott took the lead there. I believe it is four to three. Kelly, according to old English stories... What day of the week is the most unlucky day to get hitched? Uh, it's Friday. I'm in love. Am I right, folks? This is what the Cure song is based on. Scott, care to guess? I'm going to say Tuesday. It was Saturday. I think I give Kelly a point for that for being closer. Saturday is the most unlucky day. Wait, can we do a, Can you roll back? Seems like kind of the roll most back. convenient day for my multiple schedule. Multiple choice. So. <laughs> Let's do some multiple choice on that one. We already got the answer. Uh, let's roll it back, do some multiple choice. <laughs> okay. Let's move to part two of this question instead. On the flip side, and we can do multiple choice for this one, <laughs> What you get one out of seven guesses. According to some Jewish tradition, which day is the luckiest day to get married on? Oh, it's got to be Wednesday. And I'm going to stick to twos. Scott gets it. It is Tuesday. I was, was close. the luckier day. You got to give it up to me for being a little close. You're really close. You got. I was one day. <laughs> off. Wednesday That's... is kind of like Tuesday in one cent. If you are afraid it. of Kelly, sometimes if it's you're Wednesday. Please help us. Sometimes it's Kelly Wednesday, and I think us. it's Tuesday. It's crazy. Give it up for me for being so close on that one. Thanks, guys. We're giving it up. We're giving it up. <laughs> Final question. Scott leads five to four. We'll let Kelly guess first here. At my wedding, we played four different songs as the wedding party walked out. What song did I walk out to? <laughs> the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Ooh, you gotta give me a song, though. You gotta give me a song. Oh, um, Maps? Incorrect, Damn Scott. It. <laughs> um, it was <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. It's all just shrieking. I don't know any of their songs. Multiple choice. <laughs> Dance While Hollow by Times New Viking. Here I Go Again by Whitesnake. Dancing Shoes by Arctic Monkeys. Or Turn Into by Yeah Yes. Turn Into. Buzz. D. Turn Into. Yeah Yeah Yes. <laughs> Uh, Kelly ties it up four to four. This week's quiz is over. No one wins. Everyone ties. <laughs> Everyone loses, especially the listener. Whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> and that does it for this week's novelty product, Tuxedo T-shirt. Thank you, Tuxedo T-shirt. You've given me so thank you. many amazing memories just now. <laughs> you got Kelly all salty during the quiz. Uh-huh. Thank you, Tuxedo T-shirt. Thank you, Tuxedo T-shirt. <laughs> Much like you are salty from the nerd sweat on you, I was salty. What? Oh, you're talking about the shirt being the salty. The shirt. I got you. Not you. I got you. I don't... I guess you... Have you worn tuxedo t-shirts, Marty? Oh, no one ever asked me. I have not. Okay. I am not I didn't think that so. cool. Sorry for <laughs> not asking cool. you. Yeah, sorry for not asking. <laughs> don't worry. I wear shirts with my own name on them, though, so... <laughs> you oh, really do. because you're a mechanic. You are right now. <laughs> And yeah, you own, it's my name. I tag. love your crab shack. Oh my gosh! If you guys haven't, next week we're reviewing Marty's crab shack. Yeah, it's my hey. favorite rom com. Five four jambalaya. We got it all: grits, gravy, jambalaya, tomato soup, all kinds of things. Not the crab shack. You got jambalaya. Do you have crabs there? <laughs> we got crabs. We got jambalaya. <laughs> I got crabs. Someone clipped that. Marty just said he's got crabs. <sighs> I say doughboys. We don't play drops. Thanks for listening, everybody, this week. All right, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Bye. We love ya. 